स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रेमजम सुन रहे हैं आप गपशप का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ी में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर पाँच मिनट हुआ चाहते हैं अब से लेके तीन बजे तक आपका और हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नज़रों में अटकेंगी खटकेंगे और दिल में समाएंगे उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि बाहर का मौसम खुशनुमा है धूप छिटकी हुई है और आज कल परसों इसी तरह की धूप रहने वाली है हाँ अलबत् बीच में थोड़ी सी बरसात ज़रूर होगी लेकिन मौसम आपके लिए कुछ ठीक ठाक ही रहने वाला है आज के हमारे इस कार्यक्रम में वादे के मुताबिक हम आपकी मुलाकात सिमसन टॉमस एंड एसोसिएट्स के एडम यूलन के साथ करवाना चाहते हैं आपको तो मालूम ही है कि पिछले दिनों हम बात कर रहे थे मेल चौधरी के साथ और उन्होंने बताया कि एक केस जो उनके पार्टनर और जो कंपनी में काम करते हैं एडम यूलन उन्होंने जीता है और ये एक मिलियन डॉलर वाला केस था तो मैंने सोचा कि आज के इस कार्यक्रम में एडम को प्रोग्राम में बुलाएं और उनसे पूछें कि ये केस किस तरह का था कैसे उन्हें ये पैसे मिले और आजकल जो आईसीबीसी कर रहे हैं कि नो फॉल्ट इंश्योरेंस हो रही है क्या उसके अधीन लोग किसी लॉयर को हायर कर सकते हैं या नहीं तो ये सारी बातें मैंने सोचा आज के इस कार्यक्रम में एडम से करते हैं तो आइए प्रोग्राम में एडम का स्वागत करें एडम यू मोस्ट वेलकम इन आर प्रोग्राम हाउ आर यू डूइंग आई एम डूइंग वेल थैंक यू फॉर हैविंग मी ग्रेट व्हाट अ लवली स्ट्रांग वॉइस सो एडम हाउ लॉन्ग हैव यू बीन अ लीगल काउंसिल आई वाज कॉल्ड द बार इन 2006 सो गोइंग ऑन 16 इयर्स वेरी गुड व्हाई डिड यू वांट टू बिकम अ लॉयर Um I like the opportunity um to to deal with people, help mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and understand how the, how everything works. The law really gives you an explanation of how the world works and I really enjoyed that. So as a child, did you argue with your parents a lot? You, you probably have to ask them. They'd probably say yes. Um <laughs> I wasn't uh, a, a big person in that sense uh, early on, but yeah, I definitely would stand my ground. You always did, eh? Yes. So I guess you know when you are a child and and I I I always like to find out from a a person what made them think that they should go into a particular profession and I usually find out that as a child they know what they want to really do and there must have been a epiphany a, a moment in your mind a catalyst time that you thought yeah this is the profession that I want to go into what was that Well for me it kind of was a multiple stage process. I really like dealing with people. Uh-huh. I like talking to people and then listening to their stories and helping them out as best I can. The idea of law didn't really come to me till I did my undergrad in philosophy. Okay. And it was just basically learning how to argue. <laughs> uh it's it's argument and so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that process. So when right. I combined the two helping people and learning how to argue, the law seemed like the natural progression. <laughs> But the lawyers think in a totally different way. Is it a linear thinking or is it a non-linear thinking? It I think they both will work depending yes. on your personality and who you are. I'm very linear, very analytic in my approach, so I like the the straight line and and just kind of getting down to the bare bones of things. I wanted you to come to today's program basically I wanted people to call in to find out the the legal case that in which you were the lawyer and you got your client Uh, a settlement of a million dollars uh, and i wanted to talk about that because with the recent and since two years three years since the ndp has been in power and david eby was the attorney general and under him icbc used to be there lot of things have been changed um i mean 
I am so confused because there was a time that there was one law and then the following year that law changed and another one came in. Didn't even know how that law was working out. And then no fault insurance, which sort of, to me, as a person who's lived here for so many years and who's had car accidents and, and have had uh, an opportunity to sit down and talk to uh, the lawyers and also the justice, I find no fault insurance does not make sense to me at all. Anyway, that is my perception on it. Well, how do you feel about that? Um, I, I, it's a, I agree with you. I don't think it's the best way to to protect our, our people who drive on the roads from who are injured. It's not yes. the best for them. It's solely based on reducing insurance costs. Yes. But that shouldn't how we we shouldn't be focused on that. We should be focused on helping people and people right. that are injured. And so I think we've taken away the focus from the injured and put it on the making money for an insurance company. I think that's the wrong approach. So I'm going to put our telephone number out if people wanted to talk or vent. <laughs> we'll give them an opportunity to do that. 604-280-1200-604-299-8863. Okay. You said that, you know, um, no fault insurance has taken it away from um, people uh, and their suffering and all that. If you ask ICBC, they would say, oh, no, we are looking after people who are hurt because they can go and get their um, physio done, they are looked after. Between you and me and the lamp post, when I got hurt, I did not have time to go for physio every, every other day. So when you are uh, an employee somewhere and you have to make sure that, you know, you, your money only comes when you, when you go to job, do your job, and if you are absent, there are only so many days that you can be absent, then how will you heal yourself? If you can only go for five days to heal yourself and not after that, then what's going to happen to you? Five days is not going to cure you. So that was I, I was uh, that was the thing that bothered me the most about uh, yes, you are looking after people. They can go for physio and so on and so forth. But if they don't have time to go for physio or they their job is not going to allow them to get the physio done, they will set. They will let them go and get the physio done, but they will not get paid. It's true. So under what they like to call it the enhanced care model, because it sounds nice. It yes. sounds like they're out there helping you and helping people who are injured get the appropriate care. Right. But you are left at their whim. Hmm. The ICBC adjuster is the one that says yes or no to your improvement, and you're left on your own to deal with that. Hmm. Also, the ICBC adjusters are going to be grilling your professionals, your doctors and your physiotherapists. And if they don't like what they say, they can say no. Mm. It's up to them and, and, and they make the final decisions. Mm. I find that difficult. Mm. So when it's difficult to get treatment, as you say, you need individual individualized treatment, individualized mm. treatment plans. Mm. And sometimes it can be very difficult to get an adjuster ICBC to understand that and agree to it. Right. So you can get the proper treatment when you need it, uh, when it when it's with, works within your lifestyle. Right. So... Right now, with no fault insurance, the perception outside is that if you are involved in a car accident, um, you cannot hire a lawyer, um, and you will not be able to hire a lawyer and fight ICBC, because ICBC is going to make sure that the person who's, uh, who's at fault and the person who's the victim are both looked after as far as their physical health is concerned with physiotherapy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Can they not hire a lawyer if they have been hurt 
more than you know uh, a little bit of overplash or something like that so by design yes. the law is very complex okay. yes. <laughs> and initially you can speak to a lawyer and a lawyer can help you especially if you've been denied okay. if icbc has said no you're not injured we're not covering your treatment and you were then yeah you can ask for help okay. if you've been off work but icbc is, is saying we don't going to pay your wage loss we don't think it's related to the accident yes definitely speak to a lawyer okay. the real difference is the way that you may have to pay that lawyer could could be different it may not be a con traditional contingency fee like it was before you may mm -hmm. be an hourly rate but you can definitely consult a lawyer if icbc is not providing you with the, with the services they should mm -hmm. there's also some complex detail in there for much larger injuries which can have lump sum payments and mm -hmm. can have ongoing payments and that may be something you definitely want to speak to a lawyer about to understand the intricacies of what that is. Mm. But it's more of a situation where if ICBC denies you coverage, mm. that you would want to speak to a lawyer if you feel like you've been treated unfairly. So if someone has been in a car accident, there is, they can contact a lawyer and ask them, should I retain your services or there is no need to retain your services? And the lawyer would be able to give them that information. And I feel those calls every day. Oh, do you really? <laughs> so people call all the time and ask those questions because it is a very complex approach and, they want, and it's new. And so people are still trying to learn and understand what it means. Mm. And so we do take calls like that all the time. And in certain cases, we can help them. In mm. other cases, if, if it's ICBC is doing their job at that time, then mm. just get your treatment and do your job, get better, and hopefully you get back to your life sooner than yes, later. Yes, because as, uh, just like ICBC, you also want your clients to be better and get back to jo to their jobs, right? Correct. And it isn't that you are looking for money for them. You also are looking for them to get better. Well, that's the end goal. You really want yes. someone to recover from mm. the motor vehicle accident they're in and get back to the life they had beforehand as best they can. Mm. That is always the end goal. Let's come to the, the trial case that you had. Can you give us a, a little bit of a storyline on that and how did that come about? Yes. Oh, wait, before you do that. Just give us a little bit of a teaser and then we'll go into a commercial break, get the program paid for, and then we'll come back. Sounds great. Okay. It was a trial that happened in March. Uh, a gentleman was seriously injured in a multitude of accidents. Yes. And there was ongoing and permanent issues with his employability, whether he could work. And it was a very struggle for this person. And we can tell you how it all came out shortly. All right. We'll take a short commercial break and we'll be right back with uh, Adam Uland, who is with Simpson Thomas and Associates. Um, and if you have any questions, 604-280-1200-604-299-8863. Spice Radio or Radio Room, Jim Sundry, your show's program is Simpson Thomas and Associates. Ki se Adam Uland is with us And we were talking about this trial case. So let's go back to the history of uh, this particular case in which you were able to get your client a settlement of a million dollars. So the individual that I was representing was involved in multiple motor vehicle accidents. Okay. And prior to the accidents, he was a physical laborer. That was what he did. That was his profession. And he was making good money at it. Mm -hmm. And he was a hard worker. Mm -hmm. As a result of these accidents, he injured a number of, he had a number of injuries, but the most significant were to both his shoulders, which required wow. a number of surgeries. And anyone that does physical labor know your shoulders are fairly important to you <laughs> in regards to doing the job. True. And so it prevented him from continuing on with his career. 
Mm-hmm. And it was, it was impactful. He couldn't work. He was obviously financially under a lot of pressure. And it was emotional. You you have a job, you have a plan, you have a life, and it all goes away. Mm. And over five, six years, as this claim progressed over time, it became more and more difficult. A lot of financial pressures, a lot of pain, mm. multiple surgeries, a lot of recovery. That can really take a toll. Anyone who's been through it or has had family or friends have gone through, you can see the toll it takes. Mm. And so he fought hard. He had a family himself, and he fought hard, and he continued on. ICBC was reluctant most to see that there was a future problem, that he Mm. was never going to return to the work he did before. He was never going to be as an effective employee or earn the money he earned before the accident. That was a big problem prior to the trial. So when you were looking after this case, was it too much back and forth with ICBC or was it, were they understanding and empathetic? I wouldn't have used the last two words myself. Um, There was back and forth at different periods of time. When you're handling cases of this complexity and this uh, significance, you have times where you try and discuss settlement, and then for a year or so it'll stop because you Mm. weren't able to get there and you were far apart. Mm. Uh, And in this particular case, because he had ongoing surgeries, which happened over time, there was a time we had to be patient and see how these surgeries would would recover. Would he get back to normal mobility? Would it be successful? In this case, they weren't as successful as obviously everyone would have liked. Mm. But as we approached the trial and got to the point where it was time to either settle or go to trial, they were willing to talk and we did have a mediation, but unfortunately they still didn't recognize the significance of the claim. So then then there was a full-blown trial and you had to go through, um, you know, bringing experts and and all that, how long did the trial last? So it was 10 days. Wow. So, um, and it was just at the end or in the middle of COVID. Uh, so there were a lot of issues with regards to bringing people in and out of the courtroom and cleaning right. the courtroom and masks and all that sort of thing, which made it a little more time consuming. Mm. But no, we had a number of experts, a number of family members, a number of different doctors would testify both for our, the plaintiff side and for ICBC. And it was a bit complex because the evidence that was most important was what is his future hold? Right. And, and and that was the main crux of the matter. That was the main difference between yeah. how we viewed the value of the case and how ICBC viewed the value of the case. Ah, okay. Isn't that interesting? So you were looking for the future of your client, whereas ICBC was just looking at what he had lost and what he what what they were willing to compensate him for. So it may be easier if I just, I'll simplify it for you. Okay, please. There's basically three parts to any sort of value of a claim. There's okay. pain and suffering, which mm-hmm. is non-pecuniary damages. Mm-hmm. There's cost of medical care, which is past medical care, the ones you've already paid for. And then the future medical care. You okay. need ongoing physio, ongoing massage, ongoing medications, things like that. Mm. And then there's wage loss. And mm. wage loss breaks down to two parts. Past wage loss, so from the amount of money you've lost earnings up into the point of trial. And future wage loss, the potential earnings you're going to lose in the future because you're not able to work at the same level you did prior to your accidents. Wow, so it's quite intricate. There is a lot of components to it, yes. We actually had economists come testify to do the calculations for us and what were the past and future wage loss because they were probably the most significant component of the claim. Now, uh, that was going to be my next question. How many experts were you trying to bring in into this case? And... And also, my next question after that, when you answer, would be, when you took this case on, did you think it was going to be lengthwise this long? And were you thinking that at the end you were going to be able to get this much money for your client? 
it's very difficult. I'll answer the second question first. Okay. <laughs> and it works up to answering the first question. So when you first take a case on, you often get them very early on, in a month or two after an accident. And it's very difficult at that time to have any real determination what the future holds. Because sometimes people come in and say, you know, my neck's a bit tight, it's a bit sore, um, but I, I can't work. And then in six months, they're like, I'm fine, I'm back to work, everything's good. Mm. And that's one type of case. Other mm. times they come in with the exact same phrase, my neck's a bit tight and sore. You find out they got a fractured disc in their neck and they're never going to work again. Mm. And you don't know in the first few months which is going to be which. Right. And in this case, um, the gentleman that I was representing, I represented him for the first accident. Then he had multiple accidents after that. Mm. So as the more accidents that changed and the injuries he sustained to his shoulders, obviously we didn't know if surgery was required in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We did find out it was required and we didn't know if it was going to be successful. Mm. So a lot of cases evolve through time and you just have to be patient and wait and see how things progress. And so in the beginning, you're never sure how long or how, how it's, going, it's going to go, but you need to be patient, allow people to recover, allow people to get the proper necessary medical attention. And that leads into how many experts you're going to need at trial. Wow. Because it'll depend on what type of injuries. There's inju experts, orthopedic experts for bone type of injuries, broken right. bones. Mm. There's phys physiatrists who are for muscle, soft tissue injuries, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And if you have concussions, there's neurologists. Depending on the nature of the injury, you want to make sure you have the proper evidence to support that the nature of that injury and also what their opinion is going to be about how the future for that person will be with that injury. So in this particular case, when did this happen timeline-wise and, and how long did it take? So it probably took about seven years to get to trial from the first accident. A bit of that delay was the multiple accidents that happened later on that kind of... And they were all motor vehicle accidents? All motor vehicle accidents. Um, and, and none of them were his fault? None. Hmm. So the difficulty too, um, which COVID brought along, which was already in existence prior to COVID, was there is a great burden on the court system. And trial dates are very difficult to come by, especially 10-day trials and longer trials. Um, so they're, they're under a lot of pressure. Mm. And so you can book a trial date, uh, and then you'd be waiting the Friday before trial mm. is when you find out if you get a judge. So many times you can book a trial, be waiting and prepared, and no judges are available. Oh, wow. So then you have to reset the trial date and try again. Wow. And so that can make this process longer Even than it longer. needs to be. And what happens to the person who's injured in the meantime? They unfortunately just have to continue to endure. Um, there's no additional support for them besides what they're getting regarding treatment, um, what they're getting from ICBC maybe in benefits for, for wage loss or anybody else. But there's no payment process along the lines where when a trial's adjourned, they get no more support than they were getting before. Isn't that just um, not fair? It can be very trying for people who are um, completely unemployed or struggling financially and waiting for the judgment to come in to pay them their past wage loss, which they don't have, mm -hmm. or give them some security and payment for the medical care they do need and do want. Mm -hmm. And they have to wait for the court, not only for the trial to happen, but also for the judgment and the payout. Um, some people are on the impression you go to trial and the judge is going to give you a decision next day and you're, no. going to, and you're going to get your money three days later. It doesn't happen that way. No. We waited, I think, close to nine months for the decision and another three months before we received uh, the full payment from ICBC. So it was a little, actually, probably less than that, a little short of a year yeah. after we went to trial that finally we were able to provide the client with the money. So you mean to say the trial took place, 10 days happened, and then you waited almost a year to, to receive your, your payment? Correct. Oh, my God. It's so, a, 
So at that time, people, you, I mean, obviously, because you are a lawyer and you expect all this, but people don't. No, and it's it's one of those things, too, when you're talking to people in settlement discussions prior to trial, you have to tell them about all the risks. The risks are you may not get your money for a year, even if you win at trial. And the trial process is very interesting in that it does rely on people to give evidence. And these doctors and these other family members, they may have a bad day. They may get tripped up on a question. They may say something you didn't want them to say. And at the end of the day, too, it's, it's, you're being judged by an individual, a yes. judge or a jury. These are regular people. They may have a bad day. Yeah. They may have uh, thought something you didn't think. So you're at, there's a lot of unknowns when you go to trial. So, so for an ICBC uh, case, would you go for just a judge or a jury as well? So in the court system, um, it's either party can choose. Okay. So you can choose if you want to go for a judge or jury. And most times it's up to the defense. They will usually choose. Myself, I stick mostly with judges because they're predictable. Right. You can, most judges will follow the law and right. you know based on your evidence what you're going to get. Why, would, why wouldn't you get a jury? Because you don't want people's sympathy there? Well, people's sympathy can change. <laughs> and it's a difficult process because you don't actually know what people are going to consider in your trial. Right. That's Some true. people hear one thing and it means something to them where the same thing means something completely different to the next person right. sitting beside them. Right. And for instance, we've had cases in, in, our, in our firm where they'll say, this person had very difficult suffering. I'm going to pay them one year's wage loss. I'm going to mm. give them a one-year future wage loss. And for pain and suffering, I'm going to give them $10,000 because mm. mm. they think that's a big number. Yeah. And then someone else would be, no, it's $100,000 is mm. a number. So mm. you really don't, you aren't able to predict with any more sort of accuracy hmm. what kind of a trial you're going to, trial result you're going to get from a jury. Mm-hmm. But so in your case, you had a judge. We had a judge because during COVID, juries were not allowed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and um, the day you handed him, or the check came to your company, and then you handed him a check, right? Oh, uh, we did. <laughs> how was that? It was a good day. It was a very good day. Um, one of the things about it, too, obviously, to get the result, to, to, to get your, the funds that you've been waiting for for a long time, but also to finally put it behind you, to get this ongoing stress that's been at your mind and on the back of your mind for seven years mm-hmm. to finally be over. That's a big relief for a lot of people. And you can see it in their eyes. You can, they probably get a really good night's sleep that night. And it's really nice to see that finally some conclusion has been brought. So... How is your client doing now? Your ex-client? Yeah, he's doing well. They, yeah. They're moving on with their lives, making decisions to, of what they're going to do with their future, considering he's still limited in what he can do. Mm. So they're making their own choices, but they're in a better, comfortable position where they can feel like they have choices now. Right. And uh, so that's a good place to be. It is. It is. We are talking to Adam Uland, who is with Simpson Thomas and Associates. We promised you that we will find out more about this case in which um, Adam's client got a million-dollar settlement from ICBC. Uh, We're going to take a short commercial break and come back. And if anybody has any questions, you can give us a call at 604-280-1200. We can take, we'll open up the telephone lines now. And 604-299-8863 will be back after this short commercial break. Spice Radio or Radio Room Jim Sun Ray, Kap Shapka program hai. Um Simpson Thomas and Associates Kitaraf say Adam Yulandajumarisate and we've got a caller on the line, Adam, so we'll take the caller. Line four, thank you for waiting. How are you doing? Good, thank you. I had a straight question. Uh, I had an accident for on my Dodge Ram in twenty twenty one in May. Mm-hmm. Thirty thousand in damage. 
and ICBC was giving me treatment. Now they are balking at giving me further treatment. They're pushing me to go to uh, a kinesiologist, and I can barely walk out. My muscles uh, have really been uh, compromised from this accident with whiplash, and I can barely work out, and they, uh, they have cut off my chiropractic treatment, my physiotherapist, and uh, my acupuncture. And I've been, uh, I've been talking to, uh, to the justice manager, and, uh, you know, it takes me three weeks to get a response back from them. They just ignore your call. So what am I paying all this insurance for? I can't even get treatment. And David Evie, David Evie went on the phone and said, we're going to give you treatment. It's no fault insurance. You won't get any money, but we'll, we'll fix you. We'll give you treatment. Even that is not happening. And uh, it's just lies after lies from this government and from ICBC trying to bully us and not give the coverage that I'm paying money for. Yes, we've actually heard a number of stories like yours, unfortunately. Uh, And they're a bit repetitive in the sense that they have a common theme is that ICBC is the one that gets to dictate when you get treatment, not your doctor. They've told you uh, when they sold this to us that it would be the doctors and the medical professionals that would be guiding your care. Mm. But in actual fact, it's the adjuster who makes the final decision whether they're going to approve it. Historically, what ICBC has looked at in regards to physiotherapy, chiropractic care, and things of that nature, they call it passive treatments. Mm. And what they do is they decide, based on some old evidence, that if they don't think those passive treatments are going to get you better, they won't pay for them anymore. And they want to force you into these kinesiologists who they believe will then rehabilitate you and put you back to work. But that's not true in all cases. And as you mentioned, you need that care still. And it's important. So they should be continuing to fund that. But often we find this problem where there's passive treatments are denied by ICBC after a period of time. And it's, um, I I don't agree with it at all. So what can this person do? The real... um, only advocate you have in no fault is your doctor. Mm. If you can get your doctor to really press ICBC and the adjuster to make these changes and to give you the support you need and the treatment that you want, and that's going to make you better, not what they think is going to make you better, that's really important. Um, that's, but, what I'm, that's what I'm struggling with right now, and my doctor's written to them, but, you know, I mean, uh, I haven't heard from them. It's a month, and my treatment has now ceased, so I have relapsed into my old condition. Whatever improvement mm-hmm. I was making is no longer there. Now I've recessed back to a lot of pain and I can't work out. I've muscle spasms, I've got sciatic pain, all from this accident. So what what exactly is my recourse other than to speak to the justice manager? I mean, I, I, how do I escalate this? So you can't sue ICBC as an insurance company, like you would, they call it first party insurance. For Mm. instance, if you had your home was flooded and you had insurance and the insurance company denied you coverage, you could sue that insurance company for coverage. And that's basically what you do with ICBC now. You sue ICBC for coverage. Um, Unfortunately, the court right now that has most jurisdiction on that is the CRT, which is the Civil Resolution Tribunal. Mm. Um, It's an online court. You can look into that to see if you want to escalate it to actually bringing legal action. Um, or definitely feel free to call a lawyer if you if you think that you need to escalate it to that level and they can help you and, and walk you through that process of actually bringing ICBC to task and what they should be doing. Unfortunately, and no fault, it's a difficult process um, and they've designed it that way. Does that make sense so much, to you, Connor? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's a it's an a, another a sad story, and I'm really unfortunate that you haven't got the proper care you need. And ICBC not providing you the support you require. 
And it's something... I I will make this comment. You would think that you live in a democratic society where the rule of law applies to every individual in, 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 in equality, but, you know, I mean, ICBC is government's monopoly, and the government is misusing that. It's misusing that right to take the right of coverage away from people that are adversely affected with no fault of theirs. Well said. I agree. I agree. Thank you, caller. Sorry, you. you know, uh, but I'm glad that you've uh, aired your views. Thank you so much. You know, I, I, I would, uh, to be devil's advocate, okay, I would say, say, for example, in this person's case, um, he got a lump sum, say about $20,000. They said, okay, we're going to give you $20,000 and the case is over and done with. And I would think to myself, okay, this person would, might think if I was this person, I would say, okay, at least I have some money. I can go and get my physical training back started again. I don't want, I won't be relapsing into it. That is where I see the money comes in handy. No, it's true. And in a lot of cases prior to, to no fault, the idea that you could control your own medical care was very important to a lot of people. And they would want to resolve their claim with ICBC so they have that control. And they would say, please give me my, my, my money in my pocket instead mm. of me having to go to you every time I want something, like a child going to a parent, mm. and say, no, let me have control over this, this process so I can do what I, is best for me without mm. having to get approval from you. And that brings a lot of comfort to a lot of people. Yeah, it does not reduce their pain. It does not reduce uh, the severity of their case. But it does give them a positive feeling that I am, as you mentioned, responsible for my own well-being. And after that, if they do not get better, it's not the fault of ICBC. It is their own fault. We could also see in, in the gentleman that called the stress that it's caused. Yes. And having to, every day, not knowing if I'm going to be able to continue my, my required treatment. That's yes. an added burden that doesn't it need is. to be there. It certainly is. You, now, go th- you go through the process of being injured. It's stressful enough. You add on that, that you have to fight for your treatment. That's an unnecessary burden. So let me ask you, uh, Adam, the case that you won, uh, which was prior to these no-fault insurance things, if that sort of a thing happened today, in that scenario, what would be the outcome? It would be a lot different. Really? A, a vastly different. A couple of the things that, are, that would be different is, and, and to go back to the caller that called, if they don't believe what my client needed for treatment, they would have cut him off. Mm. And they may not have helped him with his recovery after the surgeries. Mm. They may not have provided him with the wage loss he would get up until the date of trial. But also there's no mechanism that's really working within the no-fault system that allows for a future wage loss. You're kind mm. of stuck as with a WorkSafe BC claim, getting them to pay you on an annual basis instead of having any money given to you in your pocket, where then you have the control to go forward and make decisions. And you're left fighting them for your whole life. Hmm. So it's not the process where you get to take control back. You're always under uh, under their control. And hmm. you don't um, get the asset of having legal counsel with you to uh, explain the process to you and fight for you to make sure that you're getting the proper uh, response and, and, and proper treatment through ICBC. So, so, for example, the same scenario happened now, okay? I mean, and you've given hmm. me the answer, but I want dollar figures on there. So same scenario took place now. And the same sort of a situation where the person has really lost the ability to make money for his family or himself. And in that case, um, how much money would he have to spend, really, to get a lawyer 
to fight ICBC. And if ICBC wanted, they could drag this forever and, and clean him out. It's true. Um, depending on how uh, a lawyer represented him, if it was on an hourly basis, which most kind of WorkSafe BC claims, which are similar in nature, would be, it can be very expensive. You're paying a lawyer $200, $300, $400 an hour mm. to do the work for you. And you're not getting anything but what you deserve. Mm. So it's basically coming out of your pay. Mm. It's not like that money is being paid by ICBC. You're mm. having to pay that out of your pocket. It gets very expensive. And especially if you have to pay for your own treatment on top of that mm. because ICBC has refused it, then it gets very expensive. And then if you're not working, there's no money coming in, it's obviously devastating. Wow. Wow. What a bleak sort of a situation, isn't it? It is. In, in cases that are more significant, it's a very difficult process to be in. Um, in minor cases, it's not as uh, yeah. impactful. But in the cases where you have significant injury with significant impact to life, it can be a very troubling process. At the moment, say, for example, someone is going through a case in which they've had um, a very bad car accident. We just heard about the car accident in which a person took a U-turn and a, um, a truck came and hit. A family of four, three died, just a toddler left. Mm. What? So I know you, you're not a judge, I know you're not, but you're a lawyer. Don't you think about cases like that? We think about a lot of cases like that. Yeah. And it's a very difficult process because um, as a lawyer, all you can really get is money yeah. and you can get treatment, but the suffering is so much greater oh, and, yes. and there's no monetary amounts going to in any way resolve the pain that that, no. that, that involves. So you're, you do your best to provide some stress relief, some support to, to in these situations, but it's, it's just too traumatic for words in most cases. But you, you fight for them to get make sure that they get what they deserve and the support that you can after the fact. Adam, if people wanted to talk to you, where could they get hold of you? Well, Simpson Thomas & Associates uh, has actually just opened a new office. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very exciting. We opened yes. it in December. It's still, um, it's not quite uh, polished yet. The art's not on the walls, <laughs> as they say. Um, but it's in Surrey. It's uh -huh. right across from the Surrey Memorial Hospital. Okay. We're in the, it's a, a big development there. We're in the, the third tower on the seventh floor. Mm -hmm. And we're, our information's on, online. We're okay. about to release a new website, hopefully very soon, right. which is going to provide uh, you information regarding all the different services we provide beyond just personal injury. And so we're very excited about that. We still do have our office in Vancouver, which mm -hmm. is at 808 Nelson. That's uh, right, your on, old office. Yeah, we're on the fifth floor there now, right across from the courthouse. Right. So we're very excited about um, our new office in Surrey, though, and all the different things we're doing out there. And I, I do uh, ask you to check back every once in a while because our new website will be up soon, and you can see all the different uh, things we'll be doing, all the different areas of law we'll be uh, wanting to help people with. That'll be fantastic. Thank you so very much for taking time and coming out to the studios and talking, talking about this case. Um, do you think, and this is a hypothetical question with a hypothetical answer, in the future, um, the government might change their mind on ICBC because they, they're making, they're raking in over a billion dollars a year. It's, it's a difficult one. Depends who becomes government, who depends who is the government. Uh, <laughs> it really will depend on that. There are certain, um, people in the political sphere that would mind it changing, but it's right. going to depend on who's actually in charge. And you guys would be back in business again. Oh, of course. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. Uh, Adam Uland is with Simpson Thomas and Associates. Um, we'll take a short commercial break here. Trial lawyers. Eh? And uh, we'll bring Kamal to talk about Bollywood gossip right after this short commercial break. Spice Radio, Radio Rang Jim Sunri. You have a program with Kamal Ji. Kamal Ji, most welcome in our program. How are you? 
मैं बिल्कुल ठीक ठाक सुषमा जी और टिकट सेल्स कैसी चल रही है टिकट सेल्स बिल्कुल ठीक ठाक चल रही है जी आई एम वेरी एक्साइटेड एक्साइटमेंट इस कारण भी जब लोग मुझे फोन करके पूछते हैं आज की डेट में सुषमा जी अगर आप कोई भी इवेंट देखें अगर आप एरगर नतू खैरे को भी सुनने जाए और देखने जाए जो यहाँ के मैं लोकल्स में कह रहा हूँ तो उनकी टिकट भी मिनिमम पचास से लेकर साठ और पचहत्तर डॉलर रखी है so considering that these are international level artists who are coming to vancouver with an incredible uh, uh, music band and of course uh, four of the best uh, singers uh, highlighting the music of shami kapoor devanand and rajendra kumar at the massey theater which is a world class venue uh, so uh, these prices 20 30 40 50 are just incredibly low lovely iske sath sath there is another concert that is also taking place uh, zakir husain sahab ka जी सुषमा जी दैट इज ऑन नाइनटीन ऑफ मार्च ट्वेल्थ ऑफ मार्च इज बॉलीवुड कॉन्सर्ट एंड नाइनटीन ऑफ मार्च इज द्लासिकल फंक्शन इंडियन क्लासिकल म्यूजिक एंड दैट इज ऑफ कोर्स एट दर्फिन थियेटर इन डाउन टाउन वैंकूवर वेर जाकिर हुसैन इज ब्रिंगिंग द मास्टर्स ऑफ प्रकशन एंड ऑफ कोर्स दीज आर सम ऑफ द वेरी बिग नेम्स इन दिन द क्लासिकल म्यूजिक एंड दे हैव बिन पिकड अप इंडिविजुअली बाय जाकिर हुसैन एंड दिस इज एक्जैक्टली वट इट डज सो वेन ही डज दिस कॉन्सर्ट और दिस कॉन्सेप्ट कॉल जाकिर हुसैन एंड द मास्टर्स ऑफ प्रकशन so the masters are of course from all over the world and in this particular case one is ustad hanif khan who is the son of ustad sultan khan ji one of the finest sarangi player of course and then pandit navin sharma who is one of the best dholak player originally from banaras and then we have two other artists one is from south america and the other one is from africa playing zambe and percussion so it's going to be incredible uh, performance and and uh, a concert uh, which is obviously selling out very very well and of course it is one of the best venues in vancouver the orpheum theater just made for classical music presentation amazing aur agar tikte in dono ki leni ho to so tickets for the uh, zakir hussain and the masters of percussion they are selling at etixonline.com and they start from 40 dollars and up mm-hmm. and they are also selling out very very good for the vip tickets people can call me at 6048331977 if somebody wants to sponsor the event there of course can call me as well and uh, for the uh, the legends uh, which as as i mentioned you know everybody is quite excited about and i am too because this is the first time tvp entertainers is doing it all across canada so it's going to be happening in calgary edmonton victoria vancouver and a few other cities are also being lining up so uh, this is uh, on the sunday 12th of march tickets starting from 20 dollars and up and they are available at ticketsnw.ca or people can go to the box office of uh, massey theater which is right there on 8th avenue and 8th street and they are open from uh, 10 to 5 every day and of course uh, you can call them or you can go online and buy tickets and of course for the vip tickets people can call me at 6048331977 which again are selling very very well lovely so apart from these two concerts aur kya ho raha hai aajkal so uh, a lot more is happening sushmanji like i said you know i mean uh, right now so many uh, local events are happening and uh, one of them which is happening up is on uh, this saturday uh, the it's called dildia galla which is uh, really a beautiful one and uh, It's a, all the local artists in there, and uh, I, 
I think uh, people would really love it. The concept is at the Khanna Banquet Hall. Uh, tickets are, I believe, $50, which includes the dinner, and uh, very, very reasonable. And some of the very uh, talented singers from the community will be there, and uh, it will be an unplugged version, an unplugged music. So, yeah, it will be of interest to a lot of people. So that is one. And then on 22nd, Shani Punjab is doing their Lodi uh, event, which is at the Bell Center, Bell Performing Arts Center in Surrey. Uh, that is, uh, the tickets are $50, and they are also selling out well, which can be bought from the box office of uh, Bell Performing Arts Center. And after that, a uh, lot more events are going to be happening because of the fact that uh, Valentine is coming up, and during that time, a lot of uh, local organizations, they do very many Valentine events, which uh, would be announced, or um, some of them have already been announced, so those are going to be happening as well. So, yeah, I mean, quite a lot is happening here, as far as the community is concerned. Our community is very vibrant, Sushmaji. I mean, abhi bhi lori festivals chal rahe hain, har jaga, kahin na kahin, agar aap kisi bhi banquet hall mein kare, to wo kare hain, yaan ji, aaj humare yaan lori hai. So, ye chal raha hai event, and of course, wo sabhi jo pehli lori bana rahe hain, chahe wo unke بچوں کی ہو یا ان کے گرینڈ چلڈرن کی ہو یا ان کی شادی کے بعد کی پہلی لوڑی ہو ان سبھی کو ہماری بہت بہت بدھائی بہت بہت مبارکباد ہماری طرف سے بھی سو دیٹ برنگز می ویری کوکلی ٹو اس ویکینڈ کو کیا کیا ریلیز ہو رہا ہے And its reason is, of course, because next weekend uh, everybody is gearing up for Pathan. Yes. It's going to be opening with a 40 crore rupees opening on the opening day. Tell me, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. How can they make opening day on the opening day? Is the price suddenly 10-10-50,000? Or will there be a film in 50,000 theaters? تو سشمن جی سب سے پہلے تو میں آپ کو مبارکباد دے دوں انڈیا از گوئنگ ٹو بی ویری سون دی موسٹ پاپولر کنٹری ان دی ورلڈ کرنے والے ہیں یہ آبادی بڑھ رہی ہے تو آبادی ان کی ان لوگوں کی بھی بہت ہے جو اس فلم کو دیکھنے کے لیے تیار ہیں اتسک ہیں اور جاگرتی ان میں بہت زیادہ اوکے سو سو میرے سوال کا جواب چالیس کروڑ کیسے ملیں گے ان کو پہلے اوپننگ نائٹ میں یہ مل گیا نا آپ کو یہ اتنی آبادی ہے اگر سبھی نے وہی دیکھنے کی کوشش کری چالیس کیا یہ تو سو کروڑ بھی ہو جائے گا وداؤٹ گوئنگ افار سشما جی کئی ساؤتھ انڈین فلم تیلگو فلم دے ہیو این اوپننگ آف ففٹی ٹو سکسٹی کروڑ روپیز جسٹ کنفائن ٹو تیلگو ڈومین اچھا 2023. So, yes, I think there is a very good possibility unless and until uh, something drastic happens, which could be a possibility as well. Just like in the week, the film released with the Kutte, which reports the critics were going gaga over it. And yet, the film started with only 1.5 crore. And entire weekend, it only collected 3.5 crore, you know, and turned out to be one of the biggest failures of Vishal Bhardwaj banner. And of course, of all those people, which is really, really sad because a film ko 
हंकारा मिलने के बजाय अप्रिसिएशन मिलने के बजाय उसके साथ ये हशर होता है अगर उन्होंने ठान लिया कि इस फिल्म को जाना है देखना है और उसको हिट करना है तो वो हिट करेंगे करेंगे उसे उसको हिट बनाएंगे बनाएंगे so और अगर ने ये ठान लिया कि नहीं देखना तो चाहे आप जितनी भी कोशिश कर लीजिए नहीं होगी सो डू यू थिंक इस फिल्म का नाम अगर और होता तो इट माइट है पठान के नाम से मैं क्या बुराई है पठान इंडियन मेंटेलिटी आई मीन बचपन से हम पठानों के बारे नहीं, में नहीं 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 आई आई एम टॉकिंग कुत्ते जो कि कुछ oh, कर सकते मूवी वाज ऑब्वियसली टारगेटिंग एंड यू आर वेरी राइट यू नो कि कई बार ऐसे नाम से भी uh, जैसे कि आपको मैं एक उदाहरण देना चाहूंगा इससे पहले विशाल भारद्वाज ने एक फिल्म बनाई थी मटरू की बिजली लोगों की अकल पर भी तो बहुत डिपेंड करता है कमल जी बिल्कुल सही कहा आपने और कुत्ते में जब वो शुरुआत में जब अर्जुन अर्जुन कपूर सभी बाकी एक्टर्स को ये कहते हैं यार तुम इतने बड़े कुत्ते हो तो मैं तो उसी टाइम घबरा गया था एक बात पका भी गया था कि ये ये क्या हो गया ये क्या कह रही है उसने अगर आप अनुराग कश्यप की कोई फिल्म देख लीजिए खास करके उनकी गैंग्स ऑफ वासीपुर तो उसमें माँ बहन की गालियां तो ऐसे इस्तेमाल होती हैं जैसे कि भगवान का नाम लिया जा रहा ओ माय गॉड तो कमल जी यू गॉट अ मिनट एंड हैव सॉरी आई एम ब्रिंगिंग यू वेरी लेट टुडे आज हम आज हम बहुत अच्छी Yeah, oh my god. Very, very, uh, it's actually trending on number 
इसके अंदर एक लंबे अरसे के बाद अभे दियोर को देखा गया है बहुत फैमिलीज ने अपने बच्चे और अपने मेंबर्स गवाए एंड द केस वेंट ऑन फॉर इयर्स एंड इयर्स एंड इट वाज अ वेरी सैड ट्रेजेडी व्हिच लॉट ऑफ पीपल स्टिल कैन नॉट स्टमक यू नो दैट इट हैपन एंड एंड दे नेवर रियली गॉट द प्रॉपर कंपनसेशन फॉर दैट सो सो सॉरी टू हियर दैट कमल जी वी विल बी टॉकिंग टू यू नाउ अगले थर्सडे नहीं बात कर सकते लेकिन हम आपके साथ वेंसडे को बात करेंगे एंड वी विल हैव लॉन्गर पीरियड ऑफ टाइम टू टॉक Absolutely, Sushmanji, because uh, jo si hai, wo release hone wali hogi. So that will be a huge thing. 26 yes. January ko wo release ho rahi hai. Right. Or 26 January ko wo film jis par har ek ki duniya ki nazaren isme uthi hain. Gandhi versus Godse. That's right. Perfect. Lovely. As always, Kamal ji, thank you so much for giving us all this information. Aapki aur hamari mulaqat agle hafte. Thank you so much. Tab tak mujhe ijazat dijiye wo sabhi baatein jo aaj aapki nazron mein atki khatki aur dil mein samayi un sab ko leke will be here tomorrow aur aapke liye kal tarot reading sadhna ji ke sath. Stay tuned for the drive home grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio aur samay ki raftar aapke liye Radio Rimjim pe.